Welcome. I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning, manifestation, and energies we navigate, how we create through archetypes, symbols, spirituality, and our instincts and intuition. My expertise? The shadow side of human beings, energies like law of attraction, and the intersection of culture, politics, and spirituality. So research into my instinctual tugs and intuitive knowing allowed me to pinpoint where psychic downloads could apply. When my instincts validate a future event I'm sensing from downloaded messages, (laughs) excitement follows. But there are many aspects, so your inner instinctual guidance must be on point and strong, unwavering even. It's impossible to follow or know all the astrological aspects and influence, influences happening at one, at one moment to the next. So larger themes are helpful to tell the long-term tale. This is where I come in. <laughs> this begins with emotions grounded through instincts, intuition, and guided by cosmic archetypal patterns. But it's more than mathematical calculations, aspects, and alignments. This is a cataclysmic weekend in the sky when faded alignments never chronicled before set the stage for upheaval, change, and a burst of energy in a direction we've long waited to see and go. It can also be shocking revelations, secrets revealed, which has been happening for the last weeks, especially if you follow politics, which I do, obviously. And if you know anything about me, (laughs) you'll understand why. I'm not an astrologer. I rely on my instincts and intuitive psychic ability to foresee where my life is headed and the choices forced on me through my passion for revelatory messages and moments when shifts in my life bring dramatic results. I have chosen this path. I have been drawn there. This is my destiny. The notion that psychic impulses are about other people or other things outside of myself and my world is foreign to me. Although when it comes to health and death issues, my psychic antenna can be uh, somewhat terrifying. Yes, I can. I have been able to see things that are happening in the future, but they're always tied to something that matters to me except when they're not. (laughs) See, there are always rule breakers in the um, architecture of what is intuition, psychic impulses, downloads, like maybe Abraham Hicks has one, but every person is different. Since I was a kid, I've thrived on abrupt change in revolutionary acts of nonconformity. I'm on earth to rattle the comfortable and inspire the afflicted that breaking up behavioral expectations is a way through cataclysmic times and events. My creative spirit thrives on disruption. So maybe that'll help you understand what this podcast is about, what this series 
is about, the astral soul lightning. Yes, fated events change our lives, but we also have choice. Our life is guided by our choices. And these fated events can sometimes pull us off what we've chosen because we refuse to accept what really is our purpose. So when my research reveals a month like August 2022, offering moments of imperfect timing, according to astrologers that offer what is called electional advice, I accept their expertise, but I rebel at the notion of picking the perfect date. So let me talk about electional astrology. It is the art of tapping astrological rules, mathematical calculations, to divine timing when you can launch. Now, that means that they try to line, these astrologers try to line up the exact date that you should do this. And it takes it out of the realm of intuitive impulses as well as instincts. Uh, it's as complex. It's as complex as it comes. So an astrologer who specializes in electional astrology should be tapped if you're the type of person who uses astrology as your primary guide. This is not what I'm talking about when speaking of timing and in this podcast. I am not talking about using astrology to decide what you're going to eat on Monday or whether you're going to take that meaning on Tuesday. That is not what I'm talking about. In fact, I'm not a fan of electional astrology or anything else that removes instincts and intuitive pulls from their exalted perch regarding inspiration and the choice to launch or make a decision. This gorgeous Leo new moon is joined by the cataclysmic energy of Uranus, Mars, Taurus in challenging positions, so electional astrologers would judge the next four to five days as not good, good times to begin something. Since I'm a disruptor, however, I'm, uh, I'm just so passionate about the juicy possibilities of these energies that we're in right now, because evolution is a messy complicated and difficult process, which matches the energy of these days, these next few days, and into the first weeks of August. I'll, I'll remind you again that moon void, of course, is the one thing I would advise you to pay attention to whenever you decide to make a move or a big decision or a launch, especially it is just that important. Never take a chance with this energy, whether it's traveling or launching, and always double check the time zone when you're looking online for when the moon goes, goes void. This is one of the first aspects uh, I remind, I, I talked about in the, in the first podcasts about paying attention to. Now, sometimes you're not going to be able to do this. Um, sometimes you, you'll get an opportunity and you just have to go for it. And then maybe you'll go back and you'll check and you'll say, oh my God, I did that on a vo moon void, but wow, it turned out okay. Well, maybe the moon void wasn't the initiation of this. Maybe there was an, another initiation that you forgot about, but I will tell you, I have practiced this over many decades and this is something 
to not take for granted. August 2022 energies favor long dreamed of changes that you decide must be made right now or that you are uh, weighing whether to, to, to do now. August 2022 is not a moment for impulsive decisions, although I'm not a fan of impulse regarding any type of action. I think everything must, you know, be sifted through meditation. You have to wait a day. That's really, you know, you, you got to be careful on these things. People make the mistake of thinking instincts or intuition are impulsive, uh, are impulse driven. They can be if you don't pay attention daily, but it's not a way to live a life. So how does a person activate their instincts and tap into intuition? A quiet mind and meditative habits. Meditation is not an option here. It's a necessity for any creative, which we all are creative. It is more important than any electional guide, in my opinion but then I'm not an astrologer, right? (laughs) Meditative practice is how we enter the mind to begin the boundless journey of instinctual illumination. Deciding to act on something that's percolated for months, sometimes years, will bring discomfort until you picture the alternative. A A decision during epic energies like we're having this weekend will tattoo your decision with organic disruption. Considering the magnitude of choosing something you've always wanted to do is a disrupting force by itself, so so how could the energy surrounding it be anything but similar? The wisest astrologers pay little heed to the archetypal combustive energy of electric Uranus meeting explosive Mars amid the stable and enduring energetic vibe of Taurus with Mercury as Jupiter readies to retrograde. Yet another planet asking us to dig deep. We live life in dangerous, exciting, and historic times. The planets tattooed to our soul at birth tug and pull at our attention, but the constant vibration found inside a meditative state cuts through the chatter. We hear a voice through silence, and our instincts are pulled. Oftentimes the voice is a reminder because we know in our heart what we must do, but our fears overrule our heart far too often. Leo's archetypal Heart-centered energy demands we listen to what it's saying. Amid the chaos, chaos of historic planetary meddling, humans can divine the path through illumination of our higher self, an archetype that rises above our bones and blood to enliven our imagination. In our imaginative state, we cordon off doubts that originate usually in others. In our traditions, in the importance of status quo. We dream of the power to vanquish our doubts and ignite our passion. Visualize our life as we want it to be, not as we are told it will unfold by those who deem risk as a detriment. Women have never been challenged more to stand in the flames and burn cowardice away to secure freedom lesser humans believe isn't ours to claim. 
We are being asked to brave the chaos to save our future. For if we fail today, we'll be called to return to the task we shirked with our independent survival at stake. Our our inner Lilith is called to battle for what we want, and these mythological energies aid women in standing in the fire of our independence, ready to burn it all down to get what is God-given. Nothing less than freedom. As sure as Mary Magdalene's role in Christ's life was demoted in biblical texts, Lilith's quote-unquote demon status became myth out of the ancient belief that women were unequal to men. As I proved in the podcast about Supreme Court Justices Alito's unholy witch hunt, traditionalists fear their loss of power and are coming for the mythological target of all power-hungry men, women. The energies in which we're living are fated to shift, change, and radically alter the trajectory of human history. It won't happen overnight. From foreverconscious.com, quote, the energy of Uranus can spark innovation and lead to radical new ideas. As it joins with the North Node, we can use its energy to free ourselves from all that is holding us back, to give grounded energy to our radical ideas and to move from our more awakened and mindful state and move from a more awakened and mindful state, sorry. The North Node is not a planet or cosmic body, but rather a mathematical axis calculated between the sun and moon. It is a sacred, karmic point in any chart, and it's activated by Uranus. And as it's activated by Uranus, we are all getting a shake-up to move us to our highest destiny and a higher expression of our truth. Let me quote it, requote one part. Quote, highest destiny and a higher express and a higher expression of our truth. In a word, this is evolution. Evolution calling. Is it any wonder that electional astrology can't find places to land this early August? <laughs> During the new moon, faded cosmic alignments are meant to move us all into spaces we can't tap by ourselves. Meditation is a good place to ask yourself what higher purpose you are meant to embrace or are avoiding. The first impulse is to hear from your intuition with your instincts grounding what you hear as you judge whether it's true or not. Ego, ego, will want a piece of the action. So make certain that what you're being told comes from your heart center. This is the value of Leo season and its archetypal sun sun heart-centered energy of strength. Whenever you talk from your heart, you may be vulnerable, you may get a bad reaction from someone, but it is truth. It is your higher self talking. It may take a month or so to sort all this out, but the long-term implications of what's falling into place will be strong. Grounding yourself in meditation will provide an anchor in these months to come. 
This Leo new moon has power for the next six months, in my opinion. Again, I'm not an astrologer. This is what I'm seeing. The energies for the rest of the, of the year make all the other new, new moons seem weak. This is what I'm seeing, feeling, and what I'm hearing through downloaded messages about the next six months. This is what I've discerned as I tie it to the archetypal energies. Excuse me. The new moon on September 25th is during Mercury retrograde. Okay? So we have this new moon in Leo right now, and then the next new moon is September 25th. Again, new moons are for launches, for trying something new, for deciding, those types of things, in my opinion. And in the opinion of astrologers. On this, we, we agree. In October, the new moon is clearer. However, just a few days after the October new moon, Mars goes retrograde and challenges whatever launch is done, so there will be little progress until Mars goes direct. Now, Mars is a difficult retrograde for so many reasons, and it depends on what sign it's in, and it ends January 12th, 2023. I'll talk about this as it gets closer. November 23rd new moon is smack in the middle of Mars retrograde, and the December 23rd new moon is two. Plus, Mercury goes retrograde December 29th, which means all those New Year's resolutions will be, I don't know, worthless. Mercury goes direct on January 18th. The next clear new moon, as, as I intuit it, as my instincts tell me, as my higher self warns me, is February 20th, 2023. So as imperfect as this new moon is, it is the most powerful, I believe, of the entire rest of the year. As a creative, I've tapped new moons as deadlines, a date, to, a date when a project must be ready to launch. There are many things that go into electional astrology, but as an in, instinctual intuitive, my innate sensory perception is more important than planetary alignment, although I never ignore what the archetypal energy is sending me. It's why in one of the first podcasts, I stressed getting in sync with moon cycles as a place to begin if you want to become more in flow with your life and with the world around you. This doesn't mean new moons are perfect. This Leo new moon is not perfect because of the challenging Uranus, Mars, etc. combustibility. So there will be stress around any new moon uh, I'm sorry, any, any beginnings at this new moon. The imperfections of launch dates, however, are built into all creative projects, with co- which come with their own challenges. This timeline I've laid out may not pass the astrological test of some of the stargazers, the expert stargazers, but what I offer is the 56,000-foot vantage point with the leading interpretation coming from my instincts guided by the planetary archetypal energies but are crafted in line with my intuitive and psychic impressions. The picture I'm laying out is one of long-term 
slow progress. A suggestion that whatever you're working on should be a commitment that takes you through Mercury retrograde that ends January 18th, which is close to six months. This is is the six-month trajectory I think you'd be wise to consider. Now, you have to look at your own instincts and what you need to do, and you have to follow your own, your own timeline. It's not only a timeline, however, but also the trajectory of how to work into the new year. To advise not to plan your quote-unquote New Year's resolutions for January 1st, but think about a six-month plan now at this sun-strong, yet imperfect, Leo new moon. Now, Mars being retrograde during New Year's uh, 2023 will not aid your resolutions or anything else you want to launch or proclaim. All creatives want to know how a project is received as quickly as possible. I understand this. I'm going through the same thing. But the energies for the rest of the year won't facilitate a final assessment. It may take into January 2023 before we're sure about the trajectory of the choices, the new choices we may make this month. Strong Leo archetypal energy is long-term strength energy. The commitment means working every day, small progress stitched into strength amid what you've created. When you commit to a project at this sun-powered time, the new moons across the months ahead can be reignition points during Mercury retrograde periods. Digging deeper into your commitment and creative endeavor will make the impact stronger, and you will make changes, certainly, over the next six months because retrograde makes you go deeper into what's already been launched. You could change elements as the seasons change. There will be planetary recharging of some of the toughest energies, too, over the next months. Daily work on creative projects is how tiny sparks become lightning bolts once all the energy clears. If you're not on board with the flow of archetypal energies yet, at least make note of Mars going retrograde on October 30th through January 12th. Just make note of it. Don't fuck around with this archetypal energy and challenge the power of this period, okay? This is a warning. I've learned the hard way before I really trusted myself. The other archetypal energy sure to play havoc is when Venus goes retrograde whenever that happens, but it's not going to happen for a while, so we don't have to talk about that now. Now for the triple conjunction of Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in Taurus on August 1st, which will ripple through the rest of the month and leave its mark for a long time. Action-oriented Mars hitting electric and change-centric Uranus at our destiny point, a.k.a. the North Node, that's the sign of material, and in the sign of material manifestation, a.k.a. Taurus, is the first time in recorded history that this has happened. As I said before, one astrologer went all the way back to Alexander the Great. I have no idea if this is true, but everyone else is saying in recorded history, this, what's happening on August 1st, has never happened. The North Node is a mathematical point that represents where we're going as people, 
but also where where our our soul is meant to travel. It is a point, the point of destiny. Uranus archetype with Taurus until 2026 is to make stable patriarchal Taurus change, move forward, and shatter the status quo. This can be institutions and everything surrounding what we value, including money. Mars is heat, action, and all-out shit-stirring. Now, one word about money, even though I am not a monetary astrologer. Uh, This is something that I have intuited uh, as early as, I don't know, February, March of this year. This uh, Mars retrograde in Taurus will hit the financial section uh, coming in the fall. This isn't over. This uh, financial earthquake we're going through is not over. So just be aware. That's all, you know, that's all I can say. Uh, you can check an astrologer for your exact path. These energies of high side, these energies have high sides and shadow sides. It depends on if you make the hard choices when you are pushed or succumb to weakness and refuse to evolve. Status quo won't cut it in your life. Authenticity and bravery rule. Risk-taking is favored, or or maybe the energy of all these planets will sweep whatever you can't let go of out of your life and leave you to deal with the mess. Our evolution is the point, so don't hold on to things you intuitively know aren't good for you or have outlasted their purpose. And I guarantee you, even if you don't use your instincts all the time, you get tugs when you're doing something that you know you should let go of. You just don't have the courage. This is the time. This is the time. Check moon void. <laughs> Addictions, they got to go. Tired relationships need to be changed or flushed. Going along because it's easier than change won't cut it. That's what the faded events are for. It's just that the disruption is a lot harder than making the choice yourself. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to mention Sean Mendez, who is a pop singer. Maybe you know him, maybe you don't, I don't know. Look him up. He's very popular. Um, he's canceled his entire tour because of mental health issues. I'm going to read you his social media announcement because This is the kind of heart-centered, honest risk that changes a life and saves, saves a life and maybe saves a career. Quote, As you guys know, I had to postpone the the past few weeks of shows since I was totally prepared. I, I wasn't totally, because I, sorry, since I wasn't totally prepared for the toll that being back on the road would take on me. I started this tour excited finally to get back playing live after a long break due to the pandemic, but the reality is I was not at all ready for how difficult touring would be after this time away. 
After speaking more with my team and working with an incredible group of health professionals, it has become more clear that I need to take the time I've never taken personally to ground myself and come back stronger. I unfortunately have to cancel the rest of my tour of the tour dates in North America and UK Europe. We are hopeful that I might be able to pick up the rest of the dates after some much needed time off, but at this time, I have to put my health as my first priority. It doesn't mean I won't be making new music, and I can't wait to see you on tour in the future. I know you all have been waiting so long to see these shows, and it breaks my heart to tell you this, but I promise I will be back as soon as I've taken the right time to heal. I love you all, and thank you all so much for supporting me and sticking by me on this journey. This is brave. This is, this is the kind of stuff that changes a life and changes other people's lives. That's how powerful these energies right now are. The energies are so powerful, and I'm going to talk politically for a second, that Democrats are about to make a historic deal with the infamous Joe Manchin. (laughs) They haven't been able to get done for over a year and a half, but there is still much work 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 to do in this deal, and it won't be easy even if it finally manifests, we all know that Senator Cinema is going to have her say. But this is the kind of historic deal that, tattooed with this energy that we're in right now, will change lives forever. Uh, look at the secrets tumbling forth about the Secret Service from the January 6th committee hearings. They have changed the trajectory of politics, even if we won't know the full extent until much later in the fall. Quite a while ago, I said that Donald Trump will not be the nominee of the Republican Party. I said this over a year and a half ago. (laughs) Why? Because that, I knew the energies I knew what was coming. I knew the change in America. I knew uh, the changes in America's social climate. I knew that the secrets and the 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 white national the white nationalist supposed Christian nationalism that has been in our country would be exposed. That these that these uber religious people would be exposed as being the racist sexists that they are. People are rising while the old ways, the old institutions are teetering. But there's still long-term work that must be done to solidify what's begun. Look at Merrick Garland. He's now being much more vocal. Why? Because the people demanded it. The people demanded it. But when will he actually make a move? It may not be until the new year. This is the kind of energies we are living. And the election itself, I've already told you, is in a, catac- is in a huge uh, lunar eclipse on the day of the election. Well, there's also denial of the changes that must be made. If you choose not to make the change, there may not be ramifications now, but they'll come. 
either we make the change or Uranus and all the fated planets will do it for us, or another fated event will rock our world. It's going to be a very slow six months. Whatever you commit to, just do the work. Meditation will guide you where you must evolve, but it's us, it's up to us to make that decision. Stay in the moment and be brave. The most exciting time in human history is now. Possibility is boundless. Make a change to where your heart is calling. There is no time like the present. (laughs) I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning. You can find me on social media, and my full bio is on Amazon.com. Email me at soul.astral.lightning at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.